What's going on? Welcome back to Chaos in Christ Podcast. I'm your host, Alexi Felix. Today, we are obviously going to be talking about what everyone's talking about because it's big, it's huge, and I have an opinion about it. So I'm bringing it to the table. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to this show. Uh, Make sure you click that follow button, that bell button, and then look me up on social media. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Alexi Felix. Really, that's the only thing I'm using these days anyway. So look me up there. Send me a DM. I'd love to connect with you. Let me know what you think about the show. But today we're talking about Roe versus Wade being the thin veil that was lifted. And praise God. Let's thank God for that. Because obviously, as Christian believers, we know that what we're talking about when we say abortion is really just murder. You can call it all you want, reproductive rights. You can call it abortion is in a way to kind of just get around the whole murder word. But it is. It is a destruction of a human life inside the womb of a mother. And so there's no getting around that. Roe versus Wade was an illusion. All right, that's my first point. It was an illusion that was never actually a right. It was never actually constitutional. Did you know, and I'm just learning this myself too, but did you know that it was really the opinion of the Supreme Court at that time, I think in 1972 or 73, when Roe was apparently adopted, that it was really just the opinion of the court, but it was never constitutionally backed up. It's not a constitutional right. And so a lot of people would say, Well, we are losing rights and it goes against the Constitution. It goes against freedom. That, again, if you pay attention to what the Constitution is teaching, which I myself am learning. So as I learned, I share, that was never a constitutional right. It was always left to the state and to the people. The state and to the people. And then comes along this whole situation, this case, making it some sort of federal indictment across the United States of America But even then, it was never truly real. States could have ignored it, could have completely just looked the other way and moved forward and pretend like it wasn't there and nothing would have happened because by due process of the law, with a real understanding of the law and the Constitution, if they were to take any one of them to court, well, guess what? They would lose that because it has never been a real right. It's not a real right. So it really begs to differ or begs to question certain states that claim that they're red and claim that they are pro-life, but they were recycled down by Roe versus Wade. And unfortunately, they couldn't do anything about that. When in reality, they didn't have to pay attention to it in the first place. If these states really loved life, really believed that rights for life even extended into the womb of the unborn child, then they would have ignored Roe versus Wade 100%. Which is why I'm calling this the thin veil that was lifted. Because it's a thin veil. It's a thing that people could hide behind and say, my hands are tied. That's there and that's why we allow this because otherwise it's illegal. But it was never illegal because it was never actually a right. And so you wonder... All these states that would probably pretend that they're red and pretend that they are conservatives, pretend that they're pro-life and 
and hate the idea of abortion, murdering children in the womb, why haven't they ever just decided to ignore this nonsense for all for pretty much 49 years? So that's something to really consider, even in the state that you're in. Because I myself, I'm in a democratic state, very strong blue state. They, There's no question that this state was definitely on par with Roe v. Wade. No question asked about it. But when you look at states like Texas, you look at states like Florida, and, and I like Florida, I like DeSantis, I like Texas, but if there's been abortion and nothing was ever stopped, then you got to ask the question. You honestly have to ask the question. Was that what they were hiding behind? This very thin veil, right? Is that their whole purpose in all of this? It's something for you to consider. But this is why I believe it is important that as Christians, we recognize that while we come before God and we pray for injustice to come to an end, for wickedness to come to an end, to not be legislated, wickedness to not be legislated, we also can't turn a blind eye to the fact that there are real legislation out there that needs to be done, that needs to be happened, and we are taking a back seat, allowing culture to take over us when we have the very word of God to speak into it. And so I think this is going to bring me to my next point. The question would be then, what really changes now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned or really finally just called out to be not true? Really, that's what it is. Because again, it wasn't really a law. It was never really a law. So it it's not that it was overturned. It was finally just declared out loud that this ain't real. This is not a thing. Because what is going to happen right now is that it just goes back to the state. Each state individually will decide, which means the people decide, which means you decide, which means you should probably start paying attention to what's happening locally in politics. Yes, it should be that you as a Christian, as a believer, should look more deeply into your local representatives your congressman, your state representatives, your state senator, your aldermen, commissioners, and whatever these lower level people are, your district attorneys, you should be paying a lot of attention and you should definitely be getting involved. Is that the way to salvation? Of course not. Of course not. And there's been a lot of Christians that would take a position when approaching politics and say, well, we shouldn't be meddling with that. It's all about the gospel. Absolutely. No, there's no salvation outside of the message of the gospel that will allow us to understand the good news when we find out the error of our ways, our sin. Christ is the one who redeems us from that. Absolutely. Amen. Preach the gospel. There's nothing else that's going to save people and their souls. But guess what? There are nations out there that won't allow you to preach the gospel openly, legally, and guess what that has to do with? Politics, legislation. And at the end of the day, it affects you, it affects me, it affects everything that we do, our churches, our businesses, everything. And mind you, there has been a time in Scripture, many times, where the attack on Jesus has always been political as well. Jesus comes spiritually to redeem people, but how many times did he call out the Pharisees and their practices and their wickedness? We'll get into that in another episode. All I'm trying to say is, what changes now? Really? Nothing? And yet everything. Nothing because, well, again, it's up to the states. So if there's some states and local officials that are still saying, 
we are still going to stand behind people who want to get an abortion, who want to kill their children, then that's what we're going to see. It's still going to happen. So it's kind of funny how people are so up and round and losing their mind. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, we're losing our rights to murder the baby when it's still up to the local state. And it's up to you. Now, what that means is we have work to do. That's it. That's, that's all it means. You know, suspense, right? We have work to do. We actually have something before us now. Because if you're in your local state right now, if you're in your state, and you know that there's a practice of abortion, Planned Parenthood is planted in each corner of the major cities. I know in Chicago, that is 100% true. Then we have work to do. Yes, go preach the gospel and evangelize outside of those abortion clinics. Absolutely. Absolutely. I did that once or twice. I'm looking forward to doing it again. The gospel changes lives. But at the same time, it's time to start paying attention to who we vote for because voting matters. These representatives matter. And mind you, we want Christian worldviews in office. We want Christian business owners. We want Christian media owners and creators and stuff like that. We want that, right? Because the same gifts that these pagans have that God gives on a general sort of like condition, we have and so much more because we have the Holy Spirit. We have Christ in us. And who created us? He did. So all this creativity that you have, all these ideas that you have, all this talent and skills that you have, you could be using it for good to transform this culture. The chaos that has ensued upon us really has been our fault. The church, the Christians, I take full responsibility for buying into pagan lies instead of being solid on the truth of scripture and knowing what God has called us to do. So if you are happy, which you should be, and I thank God for this, this is a, this gives me so much hope. In 2020, when everything started to really like blow up and I started to see what was happening, I just felt so much weight on me to think that I am living in a time of full-on Marxist theory, of a full-on potential totalitarian overthrow of the united states and of the world like that freaked me out a hundred percent it's why i even started this thing because i felt the need to speak out about this and each and every time i felt like man we're losing man this is happening they're taking this away they're trying to take guns away they're trying to do all this this right here is a reminder that god still has grace and favor towards us one we need to repent and we need to really come before the Lord and thank him for this. But the work doesn't end. We still have work to do. Let's repent. Let's rejoice. And then tomorrow morning, let's go and fight. We got war. All right. So pay attention to your local politics. See what these people stand up for. Pay attention to their policies. And for the love of God, and I mean it for the love of God, stop buying into things that are very superficial when it comes down to voting. What I mean by that is rhetoric, personality, things like I want to legalize weed, all that stuff. I don't care what you think about that. All those things really don't matter in the grand scheme of things when there are children being murdered every single day and families are being destroyed. The family unit is crumbling. There's no one getting married anymore. And if they do, there's a lot of breakdown of marriages. Promiscuity is at an all-time high, but who cares, right? Because if you can go and practice wickedness 
and not have to deal with the consequences of you know having a child come into the world, then guess what we're going to see? More wickedness, more lawlessness, more breaking of the law, more breaking of the God's commandments. Because if there's nothing to enforce it, then guess what sinful people do? Sin proudly because it's legal. So we have work to do, and that's my point here. It's a great thing, and I praise God for this. I praise God that we overturned some heinous and evil, wicked idea, an opinion accepted by the court back in that time. And thank God that today we see that God is sovereign over everything, not just your own personal spiritual life. He is, but he's also sovereign over the political realm. He has made everything from him, through him, and for him, and all these things glorify him and will serve him. And in the political world, with what happens in politics, it affects everything. And God has orchestrated so many things and put all pieces together to get us to where we're at today. But it doesn't end here. And so get with the church, pray, repent, seek ideas gathered together that's my hope is that i will see more innovation more christians who are tired of being losers who want to just bend the knee to the culture god of today in order to just remain nice that's weak and it's enough it's time for us to just stop we have work to do i say we get to it and that would be my thing everything change. nothing changes but everything does because now those states, these corporations, and all these people that claimed that they were pro-life, but they were hiding behind the thin veil of Roe v. Wade, now what's your excuse? Now what? Are you pro-life? Are you going to stand up for the unborn? Do they not have rights, real rights, rights to life, liberty? That is the question. That is the question. And just so I can settle it to the to my brothers and sisters as a reminder, I have scripture here, of course. And this is just a reminder, right? Most of us know this. And then for any progressive Christian that is really turned upside down by this, let's go to what the scripture says about you and me before we were born. Psalms 139, verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, (laughs) intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Do you hear that? Each life, each baby that is unborn in the womb right now, currently, is about to face an abortion clinic and basically be terminated. What you're saying is, that as an image bearer of God is going to lose that purpose that the Lord had written out. The Lord had formed that body even before it was made. Being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. And here's the thing that really hits. In your book were written 
every one of them. The days that were formed for me. God had planned the days for you. Those that listen and see this now. Me who speaks this today. This was all orchestrated, decreed, and predestined by a God who is sovereign. God is not looking down the corridors of time to see what's happening as if he needs to learn something. So then that way he can execute his power. Otherwise, that really isn't a God, in my opinion. That's just someone who has a bit of a higher being who could do a little bit more than us, but has capabilities of making mistakes. That's not the God we're talking about here. That's not a God at all. There's only one God. He is sovereign. He is intricate. He knows all things. Nothing takes him by surprise. All things serve for his purpose and his glory. And your life as an image bearer is serving that. Even in your wicked ways, believe it or not. Let us be reminded here that each unborn life is a life God formed, knitted together, and has written out the days in his book of life. Please let that settle. We have a job to do here. We are to preach the gospel. We are to make disciples. But more so than that, you are to use the gifts and talents the Lord has given you specifically to get out there and do whatever it is he's called you to do and be faithful to it. If you're a salesperson, be the best salesperson there is. Sell with integrity. Sell with professionalism. Be excellent in your craft. Serve to the utmost. Do that. If you are a business owner or an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur with a great idea, you haven't pulled the trigger yet, pull that trigger. Get to work. Create a great product. Create a great service. Serve the community and be bold and stand firm on your faith in Christ and in Christ alone. And for those that are inclined to politics, those that are inclined to potentially running for office, don't let the niceness Christians try to veer you away. I'll try to tell you that it's not Christian-like to push your worldview into the realm. Enough of that stuff. Because the pagan world does not care about that. They don't care about being a little too offensive about their worldview on you. And that's why we have what we have. So there's nothing wrong with pursuing those things office and being a part of the civil magistrate as far as your heart and your mind and your soul is saved and aligned with christ because we know that at that point if you're truly sealed by the holy spirit when you go to work and you serve the american people you're going to be guided by the holy spirit and by the word of god in a christian worldview and so with that i leave this with you and as I always say, and I feel like today this one has a little bit more of a light tone, a positive tone. Remember, in the midst of chaos, Christ is there. God bless you.